Hey besties, I'm back and today I'm going to talk to you about a really fun book that I literally just finished and it's called Dating Dr. Dill and a really pleasant unexpected surprise for me was that it takes place in New Jersey, which is actually where I'm from. So that was super exciting to see where they were located regionally. But it also taught me a lot about the South Asian population in New Jersey. I had never heard about it before. I loved getting an inside scoop on the culture and the food sounds delicious. And I mean, who doesn't love a forced arranged type relationship? Honestly, like that is just the best. So we follow our main character, 30 year old single woman who is dealing with a lot of pressure from her family to be in a relationship, especially because her younger sister is in the process of planning a wedding. And even in other cultures, you know how it can be when the younger sibling is seemingly outshining the older sibling. There is a lot of responsibility and weight put on you um, in order to perform how your family perceives that you should. So... She's trying to manage those expectations. She's a career-focused woman. I mean, she's 30. It's not like she's a total spinster. She's, she's tried looking for love, but she was really just focused on her career. And it's really sad because they forget that it's her 30th birthday when she wakes up. And, you know, they have a tradition. They make her a special food. And, you know, they normally have that small celebration. But because they are so focused on the younger sister's wedding, they just don't they, it totally falls by the wayside. So Karina, and if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I apologize. That's our main character. She decides, you know, she's going to hang out with her friends and do a little fun thing with them for her birthday since her own family forgot. What also stinks is she finds out quite a few revelations on her birthday, like her father's going to be retiring. He wants to move to Florida. Her grandmother is moving back to India. And she just, she's receiving all this kind of bad news on her birthday. So not only was it forgotten, but here she is finding that certain family members are leaving. They want to sell the house, which was her mother's home before she passed away that she had done a bunch of renovations on. And Karina doesn't want to give up what she has there in the house. I mean, all the memories of her mom. And her whole family, her grandmother, her father, her sister, are kind of like, let it go. Which, not everybody is sentimental, and I get that. But if your family member is so sentimental for a home that was filled with so much love and so many memories for them, why not just let them have that? Karina's family also sort of judges her because she was a more high-profiled lawyer and she took a sort of pay cut so she could work at a startup helping women, like empowering women, women-owned businesses, helping them figure out their legal processes and everything like that. So she does this noble work. Her family kind of thinks less of her because to them, you know, they're like, you should be successful and powerful. And she is just in her own way. But her family doesn't really get that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the culture. And I know it's mentioned a few times in the book, like an immigrant family, you know, they leave their whole life and their whole world to come over here, in this case, New Jersey and the United States. And 
there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure to perform there's a lot of gravity to not let down your family and to be the type of person that they want you to be because look at how much that they've sacrificed for you and it even seems like some of Karina's family they they are almost nasty to her not nasty they're 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 not polite they don't give her any sort of grace they expect her to be the malleable older sister who always listens to what they say always does what they tell her to do and just expect her to always put the family first but Karina's her own woman okay she's 30 she has a job she's been fixing up their family house taking over what her mother couldn't finish now that she's passed away she's fixing up the bmw that her mom also left behind karina can take care of herself and yet she feels such an obligation to her family that she's constantly put in this situation where she forces herself to be who they expect her to be because she doesn't want to disappoint them and i think all of us to a certain extent can understand what it's like to have those familial obligations and to want to be who your family thinks of you as but also finding your voice and speaking up for who you actually are now she celebrates with her friends out at a bar you know having a good 30th I mean that's all the plans that she had so she's not having the best of days um I guess sort of drinking her sorrows away and then her friends have to leave for uh, an emergency. And she sees this really cute guy across the room. And they're making eye contact. Hardcore. Like just there's an immediate connection before they've even spoken to one another. And the good thing about this book is that it is dual POV. So we are getting Karina's point of view. And we're also getting this gentleman across the way at the bar his point of view so when we switch to his point of view his friend is encouraging him to go over and talk to the woman because they're making eyes at each other and he's not sure at first because he has um a difficult love life he was engaged she unfortunately passed away from a pretty severe aneurysm and he's not really been out on the dating scene and he doesn't, you know, he is a cardiologist. Does he really have time for a relationship? And his friend's just like, just go over there, okay? You don't know what's going to happen. This doesn't have to be a lifetime thing. Just go over there and talk to that girl that you think is so pretty. So he goes over and introduces himself. And they hit it off. And they hit it off so much that they speak for three hours. And then they go to the back office of the restaurant and they're making out and that's getting a little hot and heavy but then he gets a phone call and it's his family's sos ringtone so he steps out of the room corina thinks she's been left she leaves and that's where it ends well then the next day her sister corina's sister is going to be on 
a, a local TV show, and she had Karina come so she could be her assistant. And apparently she was going because she's like an influencer, and the talk show wanted to interview her about her lifestyle, guruiness. So they go, and who is hosting the show? None other than the man Karina had met the night before. Well, his name is Preem. He goes by Dr. Dill because it is a show about heart. Dill means love. And so he's, he's Dr. Dill, Dr. Love. However, he does not believe in love. In fact, he thinks love is detrimental to one's health. And Karina is a love match type of woman. She is convinced that love is out there. Love exists and a love marriage is what she wants. Now in her culture, there's love marriages and there's arranged marriages. And, you know, a lot of the times when your family wants you to have a life partner in the same culture as you, they try to set you up, obviously. And so that is definitely something that happens in her family. Well, she's on the show and she finds that she can't help herself but speaking up that love is real and love is true and love exists and it's good for you and it's wonderful. And Dr. Dill, Preem, um, is like, no, it'll kill you. <laughs> He's very extreme in his anti-love views. He feels that partnership, companionship can all be done very logically. Similar interest, similar lifestyles, you know whatever fits and we'll make it work as easily as possible and honestly I see both sides I really truly do I think it actually really helps if you have similar interests similar schedules you are close in distance relative to one another you know like if long distance relationships can be difficult and so all of these things really do help the relationship. But love is also a factor too. So they're not seeing eye to eye. She throws a Pedialyte at him, which I thought was hilarious. Ruins his suit. Um, and he has to go on with the show and she storms out. Well, he loses an investor in the healthcare facility. He's trying to start up for South Asian men and women. So they are, can be properly you know, taking care of health-wise because people of different ethnicities sometimes don't receive the healthcare treatment that they need because they're different. Um, and so he's trying to alleviate that by having his own health center. Well, after this hullabaloo on his show, his main investor backs out and he's trying to figure out what he can do. And Karina is also in a predicament because she wants to buy the house that her father's selling so he can retire and move to Florida. And her father won't give her her, like, savings that he's saved up for her until she is engaged. So, a plan gets hatched that why don't they just fake an engagement? Which I thought was a great plan. Except, Prem really has to convince Karina to do that and the whole time basically she's dating other people and trying to do and meet other people to try and find her true love match because it's obvious that Prem is not 
like he is adamant that like love is not a factor. We slowly find out that his parents are not lovey. They don't say I love you. They don't, they're not super affectionate. It turns out his parents, even though they say that they're a love match, are very much acts of service in their love language. They'd rather show you that they love you rather than tell you, which is still love in my opinion. But Karina needs words and he refuses to say the words, even though it is very obvious that he feels very strongly for her. He remembers almost every single thing she ever tells him. She, he remembers how she likes her eggs. He remembers that she's allergic to cinnamon. He remembers how she likes her coffee with peppermint creamer. Like he, I, I'm married, okay? My husband does not remember half as many details as Prem remembers about her. And I am a little disappointed that we didn't actually get to see more of their fake engagement. We got to see more of how they come to terms with each other and how they slowly grow in a relationship even though they both know that they're so different. I would have loved for them to like announce this engagement and like have their families force them to be together and force them through engagement parties and dinner parties and all this. I think that would have been really fun. But instead, since the main focus is on her sister's wedding, it's just like they sort of see each other at things here and there. And like her aunties were the ones who really pushed them being in a relationship. And so the aunties would invite him and his friends to certain things. And they did wind up having this great relationship and I mean he literally picks her up from a date because he's worried that something bad has happened to her drives her to his apartment where they proceed to have the best night of either one of their lives and yet they're still I guess what bothered me is that like they still couldn't come to terms with it he couldn't come to terms that he loved her and she couldn't come to terms that he loved her, even if he wasn't saying it. Like, to me, I guess it wasn't that big a deal. But obviously, Karina felt very strongly. She knew that she loved him. She just, she needed to hear the words. Then, they're at an impasse, right? He doesn't want to admit it. She needs to hear it. So they have to go their separate ways. And he gets punched in the face by her father. Her sister's super mad at her because she felt like she made her engagement party all about her. So what is the thing that gets Preem to finally realize that he is, in fact, in love with Karina? I mean, he's already admitted it to himself inside his heart. Like, he can tell. He's never felt so strongly about someone before. But it takes his mother coming to visit and him asking and coming to terms with, why did you and dad never say I love you? And it takes for her to explain that, well, she always showed her love. And that's what was important to her. For him to understand that he loves Karina. He loves his mom. He is openly able to admit that he loves people. He was just too scared to say it. So, what does he do? He's a grand gesture kind of guy. And you know what? We love him for it. So, he pays for all of the work that needs to be done on the BMW, which is Karina's pride and joy, her baby, right? She had done as much of the restoration herself as she could, but then she had to take it to a body shop. So 
Preem pays for it, gets it dropped off, sends her a note. In the note is a study of an article about love, about how it can have effects on your health. But then he highlights, but what might be worse would be no love at all because love also has its benefits. If anybody's ever studied like health psychology, men are proven to live longer when they're married because women force them to take care of themselves. So I mean, arguably, I guess that's kind of like a, a benefit of love when you have someone in your life to take care of you and help take care of yourself. Anyway, so she was like, oh, Prem, you adorable cutie. So then she's like, how do I make a similar grand gesture back? So it's his last show because he did finally get the investor back. He's going to be opening his health center. He cannot afford to do the show anymore because he just won't have the time. And so he starts sharing his personal note about Karina, about how he might have been wrong. And then who comes from backstage? None other than Karina saying, you can't just admit that I'm right and you're wrong. He then proceeds to propose on television to her and she says, fine. And then he says, I'm going to love you and prove my love for you forever. And she's basically like, me too. And I thought that was adorable. Everything about it. I l listen so cute and if you've seen the cover of the book you know it's just two people one in scrubs a girl in a vest and i think by looking at the cover you would think that this book is just a cutesy rom-com but let me tell you dr dill does not play in the bedroom he gets down to it so if you are a fan of some explicit scenes, I feel like you would be pleasantly surprised because I did not expect it. And I'm here for it. So yeah, dating Dr. Dill, super cute. Would have loved to see more of their fake engagement, but it turned into a real engagement at the end. And that's really what I love. As always, if you have any recommendations for books I should talk about on the podcast, please email me at bookscoop at yahoo.com. All right, besties. Love you. Bye.